0: Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. From today, we're going to study a new new theme. It's called Why Bad Things Happen. Now, this is a big subject. I know we are living in the world with so many problems and difficulties and bad things happen to almost everyone. I'm sure that as you are listening to this message, you might think this question as well, why this thing's happening to me? Why do we have so many problems that we experience and see? And why there is endless problems happening in the whole world? Well, we went through pandemic and there was still a lot of people are suffering for it. And also we see uh, unexpected accidents happen as we see the building collapse in Florida Miami and I mentioned about the uh, the incident accident happened in my own country that uh, the, the building uh, construction building collapsed over a bus and uh, the people inside of the bus unexpectedly died they lost their pr- precious lives so problems do happen now today we're going to study from the book of Habakkuk and then Habakkuk was a prophet of God and uh, I would I would put a a nickname for him. He would be a prophet of why? Because he asked the question, this very question why, to God himself. Now, prophet Habakkuk was a prophet before the Israelites and Judah, uh, Judah was exiled in Babylon. So the big problem was about to happen in his lifetime. And then uh, he was asking question, God, why do you do this? Why are we going through this tough time? Why are we going to be uh, destroyed and taken into exile? So he had so many questions, just like we ask these questions even to God. However, in this short book, only three chapters, we see that he remembers of what God has done to Israelites, that God saved Israel out of Egypt. So he, based on that remembrance, based on the work of God that he already performed to save Israelites, um, Habakkuk regained his faith in the Lord, and even though he was still in the same situation, right, still in the big problem, he praised God and he put his faith in the Lord, and he made an amazing statement. Even when the fig tree doesn't have any fruit, I will rejoice in the Lord. What a wonderful confession that Habakkuk made. So he came out of his doubt. He came out of this question, but he came to the conclusion that God is still sovereign and God is still good over all the situations. So that's something that we want to experience as well, that uh, we will not just stay in the the problem that we see in the world right now, but we can truly remember what God has done and we can truly regain our hope and faith in the Lord God himself. So today, I want us to study why, why do we have this doubt? And why do we have this suffering? And how can we get over this suffering? And then lastly, why does bad thing happen? To good people, so these are very, very important subject. So I want you to pray and listen very carefully about uh, what God says from His Word. So let's look at Habakkuk chapter one verses two through four. How long, Lord, have I called for help, and you do not hear? I cry out to you, violence, yet you do not save. Why do you make me see disaster and make me look at destruction destitution yes devastation and violence are before me strife exists and contention arises therefore the law is ignored and justice is never upheld for the wicked around wicked surround the righteous therefore justice comes out confused do you see the anguish of the prophet Habakkuk, I mean, he is the man of God. He was called by God to preach and to proclaim the word of God, but he himself... And even though he was a prophet, he was in a doubt and he was shouting out to God, not with thanksgiving, but with such a, um, a big question, very strong question, even complain uh, toward God. Just look at, listen to what he says here again. How long, Lord, how long is it going to take? Have I called for help? I called you to help me, but you do not hear You see that he's been praying so long and so hard, but God did not, looks like God did not even hear his prayer. I cry out to you, violence. There's a problem going on. There's a sin going on, Lord, but yet you do not save. Wow. Isn't that really a big, big trouble that he is going through right now? Why do you make me see disaster? You know? And make me look at destitution. Yes, devastation and violence are before me. So instead of the presence of God in front of him, he is saying disaster and the violence and all these problems are right before me. Wow, this is a very, very devastating situation. Can you relate to this? Probably you may think like, you know, I've been Christian for a long time, but I still see so many problems right in front of me. Instead of presence of God, instead of love and mercy of God, I see all the violence and I see all the injustice happening right in front of me. I can definitely relate to this. You know, I've been following Jesus Christ since uh, September 2000. But uh, have I have my life been uh, easy? No, not at all. It's been very tough. I'm sure that you can relate to me as well. Our life is very tough. Instead of love and mercy, it's very easy to see uh, the violence and injustice all around the world. And then we can also see here that um, it looks like God is not saving or God is not helping us. I mean, we went through a pandemic uh, for more than a year and a half. And so many people lost their lives and we prayed. Of course, God answered some of our prayers, but even despite the prayer, some people, loved ones, still lost their lives. It is hard. It's like God is not hearing our prayer and God is not answering our prayer at all. It's just like, it's just like we are in the complete darkness. I remember I was talking with a brother and he went through his own doubt. He was asking this very simple question. Why does God allow this trouble and evil in the world? Maybe evil is greater than God. Maybe God is not even there. It's all around the world. I mean, the evil is surrounding even the good people. It's like evil is in the greatest place. Maybe you are crying out to God with this question as well. Maybe now you are saying, God, you're not there because I've been looking for you. I've been crying out to you, but you did not answer. You did not hear me at all. I feel like I'm all alone here. All the disasters, all the problems, the evils are happening right in front of me, but you're not in front of me. This is what Habakkuk was going through. The man of God. This is one thing I really appreciate the Bible. The word of God, the Bible does not hide anything. Even the prophets, even the Twelve disciples, they deserted, they departed from Jesus when Jesus died on the cross. I mean, even Peter, one of the most beloved disciples of Jesus Christ, denied Jesus three times. All this ugliness, all this really strong doubts were recorded as it is in scripture. So we all can relate to this because we are all weak and we go through doubt and we go through all this season of darkness in our lives. And we do, not hi- we do not have to hide it. We do not have to pretend that we're doing okay. And we don't, have to prete- we don't have to act like we have all the answers. We don't have answers. We still have questions. We still have doubts. And I would say it is quite okay. Cry out to the Lord, but do not stop here. Because um, Habakkuk did not stay here because God finally answered. To Habakkuk. That's the rest of the story. But God's answer was kind of puzzling because if you look at uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through the rest of them, God is saying, I'm going to use Babylon to punish you Israelites. Wait a minute. Babylon? I mean, Babylon is not a holy country. Babylon is even worse. They're worse sinners, they're pagans but i mean god has to uh, destroy uh, the babylon through israelites but this is a totally opposite case god is using babylon to destroy punish israelites it doesn't really make it, make any sense how can god use sinners enemies to punish god's his own people well so the question even uh, the answer was not clear to habakkuk and uh, you might think like you know how God can bless evil, the sinners in the world, they get richer and richer. It looks like they're happier, but I'm here all alone and I'm not really satisfied and God is God is even using those evil people to humiliate me. It doesn't really make any sense. That's kind of a, uh, what Habakkuk was dealing with. However, God reminded him, Habakkuk, of what he had done to Israelites. Finally, Habakkuk remembered how mightily God saved Israelites out of Egypt. Now remember, Israelites were in Egypt for 430 years. That is not a short time. It was a big, long time of suffering because they suffered as slaves. However, God mightily saved them through his servant Moses. So you know all the story. And then 2 million people came out of Egypt by the mighty power of God. And Habakkuk remembered that even though there was a suffering, but God mightily showed up and he performed his wonderful power to save people, save his people out of Egypt. And then this Habakkuk, the prophet of why, began to change his mind and thought that even though we are going through this trouble and problems, but God will ultimately save us. And then Habakkuk made this wonderful praise that even though we don't have anything in our pocket, even though uh, the fig trees do not, does not have any fruit, I will rejoice in the Lord. So that from this story, there are three things why we suffer. And there are three things how we can deal with this suffering. Why are we suffering? Number one, because we are sinful. You know, there is a reason for punishment. God is holy, so we need to know, remember that God's holiness and holy God has to punish the sinful man. Holiness and the sinfulness cannot be together. Isaiah 59, 2 clearly says, "Iniquity separated you from God. So it is not God separated us from Him, but it is our sin separated us from Him because holiness cannot be with sinfulness. So that sinfulness must be punished, must be pruned. And that's how God uses suffering to punish sinners. Israelites were sinful. They were not, even though they were people of God, but they sinned against God. They disobeyed God. They worshiped the Baals and uh, the idols, and God had to punish them. So God even used the people of Babylon, but Babylon was not better people either. God punished Babylon eventually as well. What does that tell you? God's justice was practiced. God, with his justice, he punished sinners. And then secondly, why we are suffering? Because of our short-sightedness, temporary mindset. Now Habakkuk, looking back to Habakkuk, he was, he was crying out to God, why do you do this, God? Why are we doing, why are we going through this suffering? However, he was, he could not see what was coming after. Yes, he was in trouble. His country was in trouble. But many years later, God is going to uh, raise up a kings in Persia and Babylon to send the people back to Jerusalem, back to Judah, to rebuild the temple. So there was a reconstruction, re- reconstruction, restoration of the temple. And hundreds, hundred years later, God is going to send His only son jesus christ and restore rebuild the ultimate true temple through his death and resurrection so amazing things was gonna happen but at that time habakkuk because of all the difficulties he could not see what is going to happen in the future yes we are short-sighted when we are in the middle of midst of all the troubles and suffering it is very difficult to see the future And we're just in anguish. We're in the midst of all the troubles and problems that we just complain and we doubt about God's existence and whatnot. However, our temporary mindset, blindness, short-sightedness should be taken off and see what God is doing. So that's why. We need to remember what He has done. Why are we suffering? Because we're short sighted and we forget about God's work. That's why we're suffering. That's why we are going through all these troubles. Yes, trouble is still the same, but if you remember what God has already done, then you'll be amazed. Amazing blessings that He has already given you. It is very easy to focus on the problems, but it is also easy to forget about all the wonderful works he already performed. Let's say if God has performed about 100 miracles, but we focus on one or two troubles that we have right now. And because of that one trouble, we forget about hundred blessings and miracles that he performed. We need to shift our eyes to see what God has already done. And based on that, we need to have a hope that what he will do in the future. And that is how Habakkuk could deal with all his doubt and questions about suffering. Yes, we go through sufferings because of our sin. However, we should not uh, dwell with that only because we need to remember what God has done. And then we need to look at the future with God's perspective. God is e- immortal. He is eternal. He does not decay according to First. 1 Timothy one seventeen. he is an eternal king. He has the eternal scope and he, his eternal perspective. In the eternal perspective, the sufferings that we are going through, whether it's a, a one day or a one week or one year or even 10 years or 20 years, it is just a speck of whole life. My friends, we are here to live eternally. But the question is whether you are spent whether you are going to spend eternity in the eternal punishment or eternal heaven with God. If you are Christian, if you are followers of Christ Jesus, then your eternal uh, future is secured. You are going to be with Christ forever with that perspective. What you are going through right now is nothing. I know it's hard to say it's nothing. It is very difficult. Maybe your difficulty is more difficult than mine. So I have no position to say your difficulty is nothing. But from God's perspective, from the eternity that you will have with Christ Jesus, your trouble, your problem is nothing compared to that. So please have this hope. So the suffering, the reason why we suffer is because of short-sightedness, our sinfulness, and then forgetfulness about what God has done. But please remember about God's amazing grace. Yes, we suffer because of our sin. But remember, Jesus Christ gave his life as ransom to save many. According to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6, he wants to, he came down to the earth to die for our sins, to forgive our sins. So if you put your faith in the Lord, if you confess your sin, if you repent, turn away from your sin, he will forgive your sins. So he will not punish you for your sin anymore because God the Father already punished his son on the cross for our sin. So be forgiven of your sin. And remember what God has done. Not only God saved people out of Egypt uh, from 400 years, 430 years of slavery, but God has sent his only son to save you out of sin and death. So here is the ultimate salvation, ultimate solution of your problem. He saved you. So please do not forget about what Christ Jesus has done. He gave his life for you. So he sacrificed his life for you. So what you are going through right now, compared to his mercy and grace, the evil is shorter and smaller and lesser than God's love. God's grace, God's love is greater than the evil that you see and you experience in the world. So here is, that's how you can deal with the suffering. Always remember what Christ has done and have hope in him and be forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. But here's the problem. Earlier, I mentioned about the, um, the real question. Yes, we all suffer because of our sin. However, what about the good people? You know, um, why does bad things happen do Two good people i'm talking about not the morally good people but christians now you are saved by god's grace you're forgiven by the blood of jesus christ so you are good to go to heaven right if you die right now and you you will go to heaven but you know if you're not dead yet and you're still alive here then you must be uh, filled with blessings and blessings upon blessings right but why is your life still hard why is your life still in difficulties even though you are perfectly walking with the Lord each day, but why the sickness still happens? Why still loved ones are leaving you, and why do you still have a pains and sufferings in the world? It's like God's grace does not work, and it's like uh, being a Christian doesn't really make any sense. I thought I would be much happier than before, but I'm still going through pain and suffering. Why is it? Well, Second Timothy three. 12, if you want to live godly, you will be persecuted. Wow, this is a very heavy statement. But this is expected trouble. If you want to follow Christ Jesus, it doesn't say you'll have Mercedes or you'll have a wonderful life ever. But it says you will be persecuted. Persecution was already foretold and predicted. Okay, then question is that what's the point of believing in Jesus Christ? You know, I want you to believe in Jesus Christ for luxurious life or for injurious life. Well, my friend, yes, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you will have the most wonderful and happy life ever. Okay? It is, it is in the eternal heaven. But even here even when you go through suffering and pain because of Christ Jesus, you will be filled with joy and satisfaction. How can? How can it be? So let me share the scripture verses together with you. 1 Peter 1, 6-7 says, In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials so that the proof of your faith Being more precious than gold which perishes, though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. You see that? In this you greatly rejoice, even though you will suffer, right? You are in the midst of, you have been distressed by all the trouble, troubles and trials, but the proof of your faith, meaning that your faith has been proven through suffering. So God allows the suffering, not because he hates us, but to prove our faith. Let me tell you, there are so many people who follow Jesus because Jesus fed them with uh, five fish and f- two fish and five bread, and Jesus performed so many miracles, and they just wanted to get their life to be situated. They just wanted to have a better life ever. However, when Jesus was uh, talking about the real meaning of following Jesus Christ, dying to ourselves and taking up the cross and uh, following him, and Jesus all- went up all the way to Calvary many people, even the disciples, left. So this is how short or narrow way of Christian life, not many people would sign up for this trouble, right? So because God, Jesus never promised a luxurious or prosperity in your life if you follow him. However, look at this. You need to look at in the perspective of eternity. Do not focus on the present life alone. There is a great joy. There is a great satisfaction that's coming up. It says proof of your faith being more precious than gold which perishes though tested by fire. The gold and silver all the representation of worldly luxuries even though they look so great and fine and joyous for a while but they will perish eventually but you may be found to result in praise glory and honor at the revelation of jesus christ jesus is coming back and he's going to judge but you will be found uh you you will be found in praising glorifying and honoring the lord jesus christ when he comes back and then your joy will be continued forever Your faith in Christ Jesus was proven through suffering, and you stay strong in the Lord by His grace. And there is the eternal joy that you will experience forever. And 1 Peter 4, 12-16 also said, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though something strange were happening to you, but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, Keep on rejoicing so that at the revelation of his glory, you may also rejoice and be overjoyed. See, you are joining Jesus' suffering. What a great honor and privilege. But the suffering is not the end. There is the joy comes after. Joy comes in the morning. Right, This is the wonderful promise. You will be overjoyed. Verse 14, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. It means that even evil people will suffer anyway. So everyone will suffer. Everyone will die anyway. But how much more glorious if you suffer for Christ Jesus? right? If you suffer for your sin, that's bad because your suffering will be continued eternally. But if you suffer for Christ, there is the expiration of your suffering. You will rejoice with Christ forever. Verse 16, but if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in his name. So yes, suffering happens. Bad things happen to good people, to Christians. However, here's the thing. We do not not have to worry about them. We do not have to worry about them anymore because God is going to uh, change it and use it to prove our faith and then we will be eternally rejoicing uh, with Him in heaven. So always look at from perspective of eternity. The bad people will suffer forever but the good people suffering has expiration that we will rejoice forever forever and ever so that is a great hope then i hope and pray that this message would encourage you and really address your doubts and questions about the evil in the world yes evil is here and if we're still in the world of full of sin and sinfulness and then people are still uh, sinning against the lord and god punishes them accordingly. However, even for those who are already saved, even for those who are following Christ Jesus, they also suffer, but not because of their sin, but because God wants God wants to uh, prove their faith to endure until the end so that the end will all have wonderful fullness of joy in Christ Jesus forever. So let's understand, let's praise the Lord, and let's keep moving forward even during suffering, even in the midst of suffering for God's kingdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful message uh, that we learned from book of Habakkuk. Father, as we saw, uh, as Habakkuk doubted you many times as we go through difficulties, we doubt about your goodness, your promise. But Father, please help us to remember what you have done uh, on, on the cross on the at the empty tomb so that we can truly remember that you died for us and you rose from the dead for us so that based on that truth we can we can have a hope and faith for the future so that we will remain rejoiceful rejoicing and uh, worshiping and giving thanks to you instead of complaining or staying, remaining in doubt. Please help us and lead us in God us, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray, it. amen.